How are we doing? Good. I, I heard, I listened to uh, Kurt's message from last week, and it was very provocative. I'm wondering how many people are thinking, oh, the, the title of the, the, the message, okay, never mind. Woo! All right, if you have a Bible, let's just get, let's just get to here. If you have a Bible, turn to Acts chapter 13. Um, like I said, we don't have a, a, a ton uh, of um, uh, teaching that, that I want to, uh, to explore today, uh, but we do have some, some things I want to highlight. Um, what, what I want to do is, uh, in our time together today, we are going to look at the Apostle Paul. We're going to uh, really springboard from where uh, Kurt started us last week. When I say started, we're going to kind of take a couple steps back um, in the earlier years of uh, the Apostle Paul. But what, what I want us to do today is I, I want us to just uh, get our minds wrapped around the, the understanding of what it means to be sent by God to do something um, and the importance of it, uh, not only for those who are sent, but also for those who are uh, left behind. And that's no, that is n n nothing to do with the, the series Left Behind. Um, how many of you were forced to, to watch it as a kid? I'm sorry. Um, some of you are like, mm, well, I really liked it. Well, okay, that's cool. You can like it too. But I can remember being scared and snotless but having to watch some of those things. I don't even know what the, what was the name of that, that, that thing that they did, Dad, when, uh, at, at uh, Ronnie's church? When, when the, where they were cutting people's heads off with guillotines and the, mark, the, the beast was coming and devouring people. I remember I was eight years old. I've told you guys this story before. Like, I literally was, the, the reason that I came to Jesus early, at least I thought I did, was because I was just scared snotless. I, I was scared because they were, like, cutting people's heads off. And at, at one point, the church we were going to, it was, uh, um, they, they walked down. I can remember this. They did a little skit. And I told you I'm just going to speak from the heart today. They did a little skit. They had these guys walking down the aisle, and then they went up and they had this little mini guillotine, and they were asking, do you follow Jesus? And the guy says, yes. So they put his hand, so I, I know it is scary, it is scary. So, so they put his hand, like his fingers in this guillotine, which is actually really a hot dog. It, I mean, it was just terrible acting. And they went, and the hot dog, ah, I don't know. But those are the types of movies that, that usually that, that were, as I was a kid, that, that were given to uh, just scare the it's not. A, I was going to say scare the hell out of you, but I know that we're in company today. We can't do that. Um, but literally, no, it was. It was intended just to... to, to Dan, I'm, I'm using it in context. It, it was intended for that purpose. Now, why am I saying all of that? Well, the, it, when we're going to talk about today and being sent off by God to do a, a work for God, the, 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 the intended purpose that God has given us is not to go out uh, and beat people over the head and, and tell them turn or burn, or like I was as a kid, be, just getting the, the hell scared out of me. So yeah, do you want do you want to be with mommy and daddy for, for uh, forever, or do you want to be at the other place? I want to be with mommy and daddy, right? Who what what, what eight year old kid's not going to say that? Well, it depends on how the ride to church went, right? <laughs> It, it really, it really, it really does. No, but when when we are sent out and we understand that we're sent out by God to do something, the something in which we are sent out to do, the something that that that, that God has purposed us for 
is not uh, to go out and, and to be track Nazis or uh, to go out and stand on the corner and with the sign, turn or burn. No, no, the, 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 the uh, commissioning that God has given us is that of being a witness of his resurrection, a witness of his life, a witness of the hope in which we have. Now, as you're turn, you've turned there in Acts chapter 13, uh, here we get the, the, this picture of what it looks like to be sent out by God. Now, when, when uh, this, um, this, 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 uh, um, uh, yeah, I can't even, my, my words aren't, aren't, aren't there today. Um, when this narrative starts in, in, in chapter 13, today, as we're going to see, as we start off here, we're going to see the Apostle Paul, uh, which was Saul. Saul was, was Paul, same Paul that uh, Kurt was preaching about last week, um, that it was giving his testimony of the transformation in which he uh, um, uh, experienced on the road to Damascus. What we have here is, this is where the Apostle Paul is first commissioned to go on uh, his missionary journeys. Um, Paul went on th three missionary journeys, uh, and the, the reason that we call him the Apostle Paul, does anybody know what, what Apostle means? Come on, you, I know you guys know this. Sent one, right? One who is sent. An Apostle is one who is sent. So just think about this. God, he, 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 he uh, gives us this, this uh, purpose, this plan for our lives to be sent to do his work in the, the, the arenas, the circles in which we are in. Paul here, he is sent to a, a different arena, different circles, um, for the purpose of sharing God's word, God's plan of salvation. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were in the church in Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger. Now be careful. I mean, and, and, that, and I'm being very, 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 very sympathetic. Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaeum, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Saul being Paul. So, so let, 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 let's look at this. We have Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Menaean, I don't know how you even say that, Menaean, I think you got to stutter a little bit, which he's a lifelong friend of Herod, and Saul. So you had these five individuals, uh, these five men here that were here at Antioch um, that um, were prophets and teachers. Well, it says here that these five men, as they were there, as they uh, were worshiping, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. Now, did the Holy Spirit say audibly these words? Don't know. Could he? A absolutely. Does God speak? Can God speak? Yes, he does. But it says, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now, a few things I want to, to talk about, and I want us to... to um, be thinking about our, our, our young kids, our, our, our junior high and senior high kids, and the chaperones that are going to be uh, going tomorrow, that we are going to be meeting here at <laughs> before 8 o'clock. How about that? 
that are going to be sent off for this missions trip. Because here uh, it says that the Holy Spirit set apart. Now, when, when we think about people or things being set apart, we have a tendency uh, of thinking about, okay, I'm going to take this, I'm going to place this over here, I'm going to set this over here, I'm going to take this, I'm going to set this. So it's the same mentality where the Holy Spirit is setting apart. Said, I'm going to take Barnabas and Saul, and I'm going to set them here. Now the other three, they're right here. This set apart, we can understand this also as consecrated or sanctified. All right? So when we talk about being um, sanctified, being set apart for God's use, this is a, a visual picture um, that, that is taking place, a visual representation of Barnabas and Saul, that they were taken and set apart by God for a special mission, a special purpose, a calling which he had placed on them. Now, when we say this, what we cannot do is forget the other three that were left behind. The other three that were still there after Barnabas and Saul went on their missionary journey. And we won't get a, a ton into it, but, but I, I want to um, emphasize the importance of those who are left behind, as we would call it when we were in, in the service, um, in the rear with the gear, right? But those that, that have a, a, a special uh, purpose of their own. It's not like, oh, I didn't get called. I don't, I don't, have, any, I don't have any use. Well, God... How, God's going to use Saul and Barnabas, and he's not going to use me. No, if you read on in the book of Acts, Antioch is a place where Saul is continually coming back to, and where, where the, there is a great work of God that's going on in that place, that place where these three men that were left behind were to tend to all of the, the, the rest of the matters here. Why do I say that? I know that there are some uh, of the, uh, the, the youth that are not able to go on the missions trip with us this time. That doesn't mean that, that you're still not um, uh, called by God to do something for Him. It doesn't mean that, that you don't have a, a, or God doesn't have a plan or a purpose for you. It means, okay, you're, you're left behind here, not in a bad sense, but in a sense that God has called some to do this, but He's also called some to do this. Parents, chaperones, whatever, uh, they're same, same thing. Not everybody could go on the missions trip. There, there are some of you like, I didn't want to go on the missions trip. I don't want to be with a bunch of kids for a week. I know, but my wife told me, you're the pastor, you have to. Um, I don't want to take it up with her, right? Uh, but no, it, it, there are some that are, going to, that are behind, but that doesn't mean that you're behind, that you're not going to be able to be active in the mission in which we are going to be doing. There's a lot of things in which you can be doing while you're back here. The, the first thing is praying for the pastor who's with all those kids. Um, no, but it, it, in all seriousness, it is. It's praying for all 53 of us that are on that trip. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of, of logistics. And I know that Shelly's not in here right now, but uh, between Shelly and, and, and Ashley, just the... <laughs> The, the, the coming together, bringing all of these working pieces together, and, and, and through some tears at times, which is all right. Uh, th this has been uh, well organized in, in a way which I'm looking for great fruit to come out of, um, out of this week in which we are going to be able to experience. But what we have to understand is just because some of you are behind and not going on the trip 
does not mean that you don't have a purpose in this. The, 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 the crazy thing that the devil wants to do is he wants to get into your head and say, ah, they're going, but not you, you don't have any. No, no. Every single one of us that is hearing the sound of my voice, God has placed you uh, within the sound of my voice and within this church body for a reason for his mission. Maybe you don't even have a kid that's going, or you don't even know any of the kids. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can still pray for those who are going on the, the trip. Just as um, these men, Simeon and Lucius and Menaeum, uh, I think I said it right that time, these men that were left behind, they didn't just sit back and go, oh, I wonder what Barnabas and Saul are doing. You know, they're both hard-headed. I'm wondering if they're going to get along. wonder how long that's going to last. Some of you are chuckling because you know how what, what happens. They do have a little bit of a falling out. I'm thinking about Scott and I on this trip. We're both a little hard-headed. It's a good thing we're in different... What's that? Yeah, lots of issues. <laughs> Amen. All the more reason be praying, right? But it's, it's not that as if they were sitting behind just like, oh, hey, we're giving you know, high-low bets on when it's going to end. No, no, they were actively seeking the Lord as Paul and Barnabas were off on their, uh, their, their missions trip. Now, uh, as I'm saying that, uh, some, some will be thinking, okay, I, I get it, I can pray. Well, you can not only pray, some of you do have youth that are going on that, or you do have um, friends or a pastor um, that is going on that, that you can, uh, I mean, this is, this is crazy for some of you, that you can actually drop a, an email or a text. Please don't call unless, I mean, if anybody calls me, I'm going to put the phone on speaker and I'm going to go like this. And I'm just have the kids yell because that's probably what they'll be doing anyways. No, but you can drop a line. You can drop a text or something like that. Just say, hey, we're praying for you. Hey, is there anything I can do back home? Hey, did, did you, uh, does your, do your dogs need fed or your, does your grass need mowed? Yeah, if anybody wants to mow my grass while I'm gone, totally, totally cool. Just make sure um, the dogs, don't go near the dogs. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? I, I forgot something. It's been an eventful last week. Wednesday night, something tremendous happened in the, uh, the, the Kackner and Bixler household. Uh, uh, and I, I wanted to share that. I, I, and I, I apologize for not sharing this earlier. But I'm just so amped up about this mission strip. Uh, but uh, my daughter, Haley, everybody knows Haley, right? Hey, Haley. You know, Haley, everybody, everybody look at Haley. She's back in the back. Um, she's, she's usually up, uh, up here. Haley and Noah, the guy in the Dr. Pepper shirt, right? So Haley and Noah got engaged. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Well, hey, what's, what's the big deal? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait for that. But uh, we'll, we'll think of something a little more entertaining. But yeah, but there was a lot of events that, that, that took place. So I, I say all of that because, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I just had to sneak that in there. <laughs> you two are welcome. Um, but, uh, oh, I'm saying those who are left behind, what you can do, uh, come mow my grass. Jake, you on that? Oh, yeah. Who said 
take pictures of it, and then you can use it as a tax write-off. Right? He started his own lawn care company, so uh, if, you, if you need your grass mode, get a hold of Jake. Uh, he, he charges you, though. So, From what I understand, it's pretty reasonable, though. Um, but, anyhow. There are... <laughs> There is, I, I, I'm getting somewhere, I promise. I, I promise I'm getting somewhere with this. We've gotten to 1130 anyways. That's like almost, what, 45 minutes? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Brenda's in the back going, no. Yeah. Y'all missed me last week. I know it. Um, but no, everybody who, who is present right now, whether it's here or whether it's online, we all have a, 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 a role in this missions trip. In a minute, I'm going to go through these little bags that we're going to be passing out to each one of the kids, and I'm going to give uh, a little bit of, of explanation of what's in those bags. Um, but for this time being, what I want us to do is just to, to really grab hold of the importance of we are doing this together. We are all in this together. The, the, the Christian life was never, every aspect of it was never intended to be done alone it was intended to be done in community. And, and that means even when some are going and some are staying, there, there's a plan, there's a purpose in which God has for us. There, there is a plan that, that God has for each and every one of us because each and every one of us are alive right now, right? Breath in your lungs. If there's breath in your lungs, God has something planned for you. I, I don't know what it is for every single person, but I do know that if God didn't, didn't uh, need you, want you, or have a plan for you, you wouldn't be here right now. Some, some people, it is, amen, there's some people God had a plan for, and they fulfilled that plan, and now they're in glory with, with Him. I think of my, my grandma. Uh, she had a plan. I believe one of her plans that, that, that didn't really come to fruition uh, until later on, right before she was getting ready uh, to go home to be with the Lord, was to inspire a young man like me to be uh, a, a pastor, because that wasn't in, that wasn't in my... <laughs> that definitely wasn't on my bucket list of things to do. But God calls, and when He calls, He calls us with a plan and a purpose. Why am I saying all that? Well, when we go on this missions trip, when, when we look, and what we're going to do is we are going to pray for all of our kids and chaperones. But as it says here that they were set apart um, for uh, the work that which they had been called to do, it says, then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and they sent them off. There are some times, and we're going to look at this in, in two different ways here. There are some times in which people are sent off uh, to do something for God. And there's other times that there is a separation or a sent offness that takes place for something to be done. Well, in the sense of the giving of the Holy Spirit, we know that when Jesus was here uh, in his last hours, he says, it's better for me to go. It's better for me to be sent off here so that um, one can be sent to you that will live in you, that will dwell in you and will empower you. The one in which God has given us is himself, the Holy Spirit. Now, why do I say that? Because it says that it's the Holy Spirit himself that set apart Barnabas and Saul. And the reason in which they, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on him to, uh, to, to, uh, um, to send them off 
was that it was a visual representation. During this time, it was a visual representation uh, of imparting the power, the work, the, the word I really want to get to, the commissioning of the Holy Spirit to do what it is that uh, needs to be done. Now, I, I know that that's something that has been lost a, a lot. Is like we don't lay hands on people all the time. We, we do, but we don't lay hands on people all the time and give them the power of the Holy Spirit. No, it's not up to us to give the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to each one of us when we accept Christ into our lives. So when we, when we look at what Christ has done and we understand um, what His shed blood uh, was for and His broken body was for, and, and as the Bible says, if when we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart, at that moment the Holy Spirit is given to us. The same Holy Spirit that's being talked about here. The same Holy Spirit that empowers us to, to, to be able to walk a life that is worthy of the gospel. The same Holy Spirit that's going to empower your little 13, 14, 15, 16, or some of you older folk that are going with us, 30, 40, I don't know, do we have any 50? 50, some-year-olds. Some you know, the same power that's going to, uh, or the same Spirit's going to empower us to do amazing things for Him. What amazing things are we going to be able to do on this mission trip? To be 100% honest with you, I don't know what, what, what amazing things uh, are, are, are before us. What I do know is that God has a plan when we get there to Collinsville, Illinois. That's where we're staying. And then when we are, are in St. Louis and we're in these church plants, what we, what we are going to be doing there. Don't know if it's painting, if it's, you know, rearranging. Stuff. I don't know. So please don't, don't, don't ask me. I don't, I don't know. Um, but whatever it is that we're doing in these church plants, serving these church plants, I believe with, with everything I have that this is what God is setting us apart to do. One of the things that which we're going to see uh, in, a, in a second as we go through these bags is while we're on this trip, this trip is not just to um, achieve an objective of straightening the chairs at this church or scraping the paint or putting a roof on this barn or none of your kids are going to be putting roofs on barns. Come on, Saint, in St. Louis? I doubt it. Um, maybe scraping the paint off the arch. We'll make sure they have proper gear on. No, but I, I, while we're on this, what, what I, I believe is God is going to, to accomplish that in which he has set, us out or set out for us to accomplish. When Paul is sent out here, it says that, they, that after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them. In verse 4, I know I didn't tell you this, Mike, but in verse 4 it says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went. And I know it says they went down to Seleucia. Okay, but just think about this. Being set apart being prayed for. God is saying here, I want you to do, to do this. They went and they did what God had called them to do. Well, why, is this, why is this important? Well, as, as Kurt beautifully painted a picture last week about the desires of the Apostle Paul um, before he was converted and after his conversion, uh, what, what we can see here is that the desire was to follow God. And here was clearly, uh, God was saying, this is what I want you to do. But 
If you would to, were to look back a few chapters in, chap, in, in Acts chapter 9, you can turn there real quick. We're going to look at verse 1 through 3. In Acts chapter 9, the same, the same man, but at this time he was Saul, and says that he was still breathing threats uh, and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogues of, the, of Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. This is where Jesus showed up. What I want to point out very briefly is that it says that Paul went and asked for letters. Paul went and like, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I'm motivated to do this. But the motivation in which, Paul, or which Saul had at this time was his own motivation. He was not set apart by God to go on a missionary journey. He was, I'm just all amped up. I want, I want to do this. Well, why, why would I say that as on the, on the, the eve of a mission trip? Um, young adults, adults as well that are going on the missions trip. Uh, take time to make sure your heart is conditioned right. This is not a, hey, we're going to go have fun. Will we have fun? Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited to go. But we shouldn't be just like, oh, this is something I want to do. This is something, uh, if you're a child, well, my mom said I have to. Well, if your mom says you have to, we, we need to, to, to have a conversation really quick because this is not something that you should be doing on your own. If we are doing something, uh, a work for God, we have to understand He is the one that is setting us apart to do this. He is the one that is going to enable you. We're going to talk about evangelism a lot on this mission trip. A lot. Y'all, those of you that aren't going, that your kids are going, you're going to have little evangelists when, when, uh, when they come back because they're going to, we're going to teach them what it means and how to, to do evangelism. But what I want us to understand is we can't have the mindset of Paul in chapter 9 that on his own will, like his own motivation to go do it. We have to be motivated by the, the, the Spirit of God to do His work. Why do I say that? Well, because when we do the work of God, anybody in here that, that has either, you don't even have to have been on a missions trip, but anybody in here who is a believer in Jesus Christ and, and has done anything for Him, you know that there are times that you get, uh, um, uh, that you are doing God's work, God's will for your life, and it gets a little bit hard. It gets a little bit difficult. It gets a little bit awkward. Anybody ever been in an awkward moment while doing the, the will of God? It gets a little, and, and, and what we have to understand is in those hard, those awkward, those difficult, those sometimes impossible moments, what we cannot do is just rest on our own, our, our own knowledge our, 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 or trust in ourselves. What we have to be able to do is understand, okay, God has me here. God sent me to do this. And because God says for me to do this, he's going to give me the strength, the power, the ability to do this. This is where we have to, 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 to have this, this understanding. Because too often, uh, uh, even through life, we try to do everything on our own. Well, look what I've done. Well, that's great that you accomplish things. But are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you doing what God has called you to do? 
And I think that one of the, 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 the litmus tests for that is if everything is easy and just kind of flowing and you're not really <laughs> stretched or, 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 uh, or uh, uh, confronted w- w- with opposition, it's probably not what God wants. Because a human tendency is to, I'm going to take the easy path. Ooh, that's getting a little rough. Let me go, let me go over here. Whereas when, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's, that's an understanding. I really believe that it comes from uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When God calls us to a ministry, like he's called Paul here, he's called Barnabas here, and when he's called us to a ministry, he's going to give us the, the strength, the ability, the power, um, the confidence to do that. So when we, if we're on the mission trip, or if we're not on the mission trip, are faced with any of this, what we have to do is we have to embrace it. When Paul was faced with, in chapter 9, when he faces Jesus when, when, um, on the road to Damascus, he's knocked off his donkey onto his can, and, and, he, and he is uh, set straight because what he was doing was not what God wanted him to do. It was what Saul wanted him to do. What we have here, or have in, in chapter 13 and on, the three missionary journeys, um, nah, nah, nah. I know that y'all have read ahead. I mean, you guys have read the book of Acts like 25 times. I get that. So y'all know that Paul on his three missionary journeys, four if you count him going to, to Rome, right? Um, on his missionary journeys, Paul like was staying at the Hilton, had room service, right? He had a chauffeur. No, you know that he says we were shipwrecked and we were beaten. We were stoned. We were left for dead. We were hungry. We, 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 there were times we just, you know, we, we thought God left us. But the only way in which he was able to make it through any of that is because of what it, said there, what it says here in, in uh, Acts chapter 13, is that they were commissioned by God to do his work. So what, where am I getting at with all of that? Again, I believe that we have to have the mindset of going out to do the work of God, understanding He has commissioned every single one of us to do something. Every single one of us to do something. If you are, are, are waving the banner as a son or daughter of Jesus or of God, a brother or a sister of Christ, if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, you're, you're waving that banner and you're saying, wow, you know what? God doesn't have anything for me to do. You're wrong. What, what, what you need to do, you really need to listen to what, what God is saying to you. You need to hear his words because Jesus didn't die on a cross, didn't hang naked, wasn't in a tomb uh, for three days, didn't rise again and have people poke fingers at him. Right? Did, he, he didn't endure the, 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 the wrath of God. He didn't suffer and everything so that we could just have a cool life. So we can have comfortable. No, but he, he also didn't die so that we have to be martyrs. I'm not saying that either. But we all have to live a life that's on mission. And, and my prayer is as we go on this missions trip, as we have been preparing for this for almost a year now, well, a little less than that, maybe nine months, um, 10 months, I don't know what the, the, it is exactly. But as we've been preparing for that, not, not only have we uh, um, been able to meet goals along the way, 
As we've been preparing for that, I've, my prayer is that our hearts are being prepared. Not only those who are going, but also those who are sending. We are starting a new branch in our missions program here at the church where we are supporting some missionary that we're going out to see. We're supporting a domestic missionary that is here. So not only are we supposed to be doing something in our Jerusalem, but also our Judea and then Samaria and then to the other outer to those places out there, right? But what we're, we're understanding is that God, God has a plan for us, that we're to be on mission, and we're to be on mission for Him. All right, I told you I wasn't going to preach, and I preached a little bit longer than I wanted to preach, so I apologize for, uh, no, I don't. Y'all needed to hear that. We needed to hear that. What I want to do right now, is that you all right? Did you drop something back here? Well, way to go, Mike. Uh, and that was, are you awake? All right. <clears throat> Everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> Be on mission for God. That's, that's the, 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 the point I want to get across. But what I want to do in the next couple of minutes is I want to take one of these bags. I want to show you what's in it to let you know there's no snakes or anything else. You know there's no, not being snakes. To give you an idea of what we're going to be doing for those of you that your kids are going, uh, that you can um, know that. But also, hey, Moose, where you at? Go get the kids. Um, or the other uh, younger kids. Uh, t t give me about 10 minutes and then they can come, like 10 after. Um, but then also after we go through all this in a couple minutes, we are going to have the kids come up that are, are going and the adults that are, come, that are going to come up and we are going to pray for them um, as we are going to commission them. All right. We all still hanging in there? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. All right. So, we have these nice, nifty bags. Oh, I wanted one that had... Some of them have designs and stuff on it. Ooh, here's a good one. This is Cheyenne's. Cheyenne built. Ooh, where you at? She not... Oh, wait in the back. I see you. There you go. This is Cheyenne, and it has... Very fitting. It has antlers on it. You, you might not be able to see it way back there. Uh, there, there's, there are others that have little other things on it. Um, oh, Dalton has antlers as well. Who is this one? Uh, no, I, I want to find my daughter's because it's pretty interesting. Oh, Gabe has an American flag. I like it. Ooh, who's this? One of the wheelers. Grace Wheeler has a soccer ball. Here's Moose's. Here, I'm going to use Moose's as well. Moose ain't in here, but Moose has a llama on the front of hers. So you know what that means, right? You can spit on her. Um, all right, so there's nothing special about these bags. Maybe there's nothing in this one. Oh, it's in the front zipper pocket. It was for visual effect. Come on. All right, so there, there is a, a, a bunch of stuff in here. So I better pull this over here. That way the camera can can see. That's all right. There's nothing breakable in there that I know of. All right. <clears throat> this is a lot of fun stuff. So, some of you are going to see there's a, even a little sil the, the, the silicone, whatever, little gel pack for it so nothing goes. I don't think that they need those. 
I, we should probably take these out, right? <laughs> Not edible. We should probably take these out because somebody might try to chew on them. Here, we'll set that apart. Cheyenne, you don't get the little chewy things. Okay? Don't, don't, yeah, I'm going to, shh. Tell my secret. All right. So, like I said, one of the things that we're going to be doing on this, this trip is we are going to be uh, teaching your child and, uh, uh, or teaching your child how to be an evangelist. Now, when I say that, please don't think that, oh, great, we're, they're going to come home and they're going to be some holy roller. Well, the, that would be awesome. Who would not want that? But yeah. Um, but what we want to do is, uh, even Kurt and I were, were talking about this a little bit ago, that we want to provide the tools to your children so that they know how to share Jesus with their friends. All right? And what Kurt and I were talking about is like, there are probably um, many adults that don't know how to share Jesus with their friends because they hear things like evangelism and they think like, oh man, I got to stand on the street corner or I got to go door to door and, and knock and, and tell people about Jesus. Hey, n not dogging any of those approaches, but that's not the approach in which I believe that, that we have accepted here as being effective. The approach in which I believe is, is effective, it's most effective, I know in my ministry and, and those I've talked to, um, it, it's that relational aspect. That's why one of our, 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 our key um, foundations here is build a bridge that can bear the weight of truth, right? We want to be able to build a bridge with some way so we can set the truth of the gospel on that bridge. But what happens is, like, I don't know how to do that. Well, what we want to do is we want to provide your child with the tools necessary so that when they come back, they are able to talk to their family and their friends about Jesus and be able to and give them what they need so that maybe they do lead someone to Christ. So, thinking about the mission trip itself. So, if you thought, kids, if you thought that you were going to be like thrown in a van and drove around to houses that, and you know people are don't you don't even know that's not what we're going to be we're not we're going to be doing. Not going to be doing that. We're going to be the 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 uh, the, the trip itself, like the activity on the trip, are going to be work oriented. But the times in between, the ride down, the times in which we stop while we're working, the times we meet at night, the times we meet in the morning, all these times we're going to be talking about evangelism. We're going to be giving you these resources. We're going to be going over this stuff for a whole week. So it, it, it is, if you're, if, again, remember back to that, are you doing this because you want to do it or are you doing this because God wants you to do it? You need to, you need to make that decision very quickly because... You're going to be, uh, um, I don't want to say inundated, but really th there's going to be a flood of information about how to uh, be equipped for evangelism so that when you do come back that you can uh, you know, reach some of those people that are close to you. So what we have done is we put this little evangelism uh, packet together. And when I say packet, it's a nice cool little bag, part of one of the, the, the uh, fundraisers in which we we did. Uh, first thing is this. We, we've got three different books in here. When I say books, they are li little books. This one's called the, the Invitation. And all this one is, is the, um, it's the Christian Standard Bible New Testament. And, and in this, it's very, you know that they're made for kids because <laughs> very, very small. 
But so they have a, a pocket New Testament in which they can can use. So that's that's one thing. I'll put these in here while that way I don't lose them. The next uh, book in which they have have is called the Life Book, and I, I like the, the the Life Book because in the Life Book, as you'll you'll see, um, it has little notes throughout it. I know, I mean, you can't really see there, but once your kid gets the uh, uh, the bag, you can look through it. It's got these little notes. This book, it, it, it's the the Gospel of Mark, and what it is, it, it or what has taken place. Um, is that these are, are, are notes that were uh, written in there by like a teenager. So think of a teenager going through the, the Gospel of Mark, and they're writing down these little notes of uh, different things. So here, here's a good one just opened up to. Um, it's uh, Jesus sending out his 12 apostles. Hey, he's sending them out. Get this. It, it, it says uh, that in the, in the margin, traveling light. I'm into that, Bella. So think about it, traveling light. So, so when we go on the, on the mission trips, we are to be traveling light. The, 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 uh, the apostles that were sent out by Jesus are, are the, the light that's traveling. And, and, and old Bella's like, I'm into that. I like that. Traveling light. This, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to end here after we're done with uh, I'll Fly Away. That's going to be fun. Well, out on a high note. But this, this little book here, it, it's the Gospel of Mark. It's intended to help uh, um, give a little bit more encouragement, a little bit more courage for our students to be able to know um, what, like, what some of this st- stuff is saying and, and some thoughts that other, uh, um, other students, other teenagers have, have had. This one here is my favorite out of the three books. Um, you guys have probably seen this uh, before. This is from the, the Pocket Testament League. This is the Gospel of John. Um, and what I love about this one that, that your students are going to be getting is that in the, the front of the Gospel of John, it has a, a, a really um, simple uh, um, evangelism tool built right into it. Uh, a, a tool that's been used, a, a bridge, how, how Christ is the bridge between sinful man and a holy God. So we'll be using that, we'll be teaching that. I, I know that some of you growing up, maybe you had that, that on a track. Um, kind of the same thought, although I, I personally am not a huge track person because tracks are kind of like, you, you, you bless you, you can be walking down the street and like, here you go and walk, here you go. Here you go. No, instead of under, I believe we need to have a, a connection with people and then explain, explain what that track says instead of just while you're in the, the, the stall at the, the gas station. If you died right now, right now, right now where, where would you go? I don't think that's a reading material in what you want. So, anyways, so this is the Gospel of John, um, it has a track in it. Oh, they, they're getting these cool little pens, uh, which has LifePoint Church of Atwater, and then it has our website on it, which, if you haven't checked out our website, lifepointatwater.com, if you haven't checked it out lately, go and check it out. Uh, Brenda does an amazing job. It's very artistic, um, communicates well what it is that we, uh, what, what we do here. Also, um, in their packet... That we're, we're going to refresh them, or if it may be for the first time, um, introduce them to the Hoosier One. Yeah, Hoosier One was a big thing that we, we did earlier on in, in the year. Uh, I know that some of you are still working on 
um, and with your one. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to go over this again with the students, um, the importance of it, how it works, and um, all of that, that fun stuff. So that's going to be in there as well. Um, also, we have another, uh, another. I guess this is considered a track as well. It's actually two pieces here, not one. It's just a front and a back. It's called the best news. And what this does is it gives the, um, gives the individual just kind of a, a, a roadmap on how to take a, uh, a conversation and turn it to uh, telling them about Jesus. It starts with bad news. The bad news is our sin has separated us from God. The worst news is that we can do nothing to remove our sin. Then it goes, good news is that at the cross, Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And the best news is through faith, we freely receive forgiveness and eternal life. Uh, and it has scriptures for each one of those. So we're going to teach this on how they could use this um, maybe when talking with, with a friend or a family member about the good news and the best news ever. Then um, we have one of, I think, and Shelly and I were talking about this this morning, one of my favorite um, evangelism tools, which is called the Three Circles. Uh, the Three Circles, are it's, there's actually an app you, you can download on your phone that will uh, show the kids as well. But it talks about what the three, the three circles are. Um, it talks about how God has a design and how uh, the, the design that, that God um, created his creation uh, to, to have uh, through sin has been broken. And so there's brokenness in the world. And, and think of a conversation which a kid can have. They can start with God's design, but then sin enters in. And then because of that, there's brokenness. But through uh, repentance and belief in Christ and what he's done, which is the gospel, um, recovery and, and, and purpose restoration can take place. So we're going to teach each one of these circles to the kids. We've got a, a nice little um, conversation guide, as it's called here, with questions and answers and all that good, fun stuff that we'll be taking the kids through as well. Uh, then we've got these cool little stickers that we might, uh, the, the, the idea with the stickers um, is this, this is where we might employ the kids while we're out um, to actually give this to somebody and pray for them or say they're going to pray for them, however. But it says on the sticker, it says, how can I pray for you today? So what we want to emphasize is that we might have all the tools, but all the tools in which we have, they are powerless without prayer and without the Holy Spirit guiding us to use those tools. So that'll be a lot of the talk as well. So don't, if you're one that's thinking, well, all you're going to do is tell them, you know, the right things to say. It's not just telling them the right things to say. It's helping to equip them not only with the right things to say, but understanding the, the power that God gives us to say um, those things at the right moment. So that'll be used for that. And then my favorite of all the bracelets, I wear one of these, and I've had so many stinking conversations about, uh, about these bracelets. Um, it, it's the bracelet that it has a little arrow going down across. Uh, it looks like a, you know, kind of some kind of rock formation, an arrow up and an arrow down. These are bracelets, and on the back side of it says what it, it, they stand for. That he came, he died, he rose, uh, arose, sorry, he arose, he ascended, he's coming back. So this in itself, this is a little gospel bracelet that 
your child can put on the wrist, just like I, I wear all the time. And when people say, what, what, what is that? That's, that? that's interesting. What does that mean? It's a very easy conversation starter. Well, matter of fact, that is talking about Jesus, that he, he came, he died, he rose again, that uh, he ascended, went to heaven, but it says that he's also coming back. So it, it opens the door for more of, that, uh, of those conversations, that gospel conversation. All right, whew, I did all that in, dang it, I did it in 12 minutes. So that is that. I'm not going to ask if there's any questions about that because we're, we don't have every, all the time in the world. But what I'm going to do is, I shouldn't have taken all those out of the bag. Hey, Shelshi. Hey, guess whose birthday it is today? Bad ladies. But I don't understand. She says she's 29. Oh, okay. 29 again. Actually, that was Kurt that said that. For the 14th time, right? Your birthday was a Tuesday, right? Tuesday. And then Chris Cherry, your birthday was, was it Thursday? Thursday. That's crazy. <laughs> With Shelly and Kurt and Chris and myself, we're all going on the mission trip. We're going to have one big birthday bash. My birthday was yesterday. And you know what I did for my birthday? Slept. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I slept in. It was. She said, what do you want to do? I said, just want to sleep. And it was good. It was perfect. Then she did take me out. What did we have for dinner? Moe's. Yes, we went out to Moe's. Ooh. All right. Let's get rolling here. Um, what we're going to do, I want... All, I'm going to call the, the kids' names up. Uh, Shelly, you want to uh, grab the bags? You can help. I, I, I don't know. They're, they're in order, I think. Um, <laughs> no, there, there's no order. <laughs> this one's Cheyenne's. This one's Cheyenne's. So uh, I'm going to call and have the kids, I shouldn't say kids, young adults, as I call your name, if you want to come up, grab your bag and just stand up here. So it's not grab your bag and come back. So Cheyenne, Cheyenne Bilch, come on down. There you go. Who's this? Uh, Grace Wheeler, next. I'm not giving, they don't need this bag. There you go. Who we got next? Julia Wheeler. Oh, what are these? They're arrows. That's why I wanted to do this. I wanted to see everybody's design. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Who next? Uh-oh. Uh, Olivia Dix. All right. This has to be Mason Dix, then. Mason Dix. There we go. 
Who that? Amelia. Explorer. What's that mean? What's that mean? Explorer. You, what does it mean, though? You want to tell everybody? No. Javier. Woo, American flag. Oh, we'll wait. Let's go. <laughs> Dang. Ooh, I like that one. Kendall. Oh, I like it. Hey, it matches your shirt. Is orange your favorite color? It is now. Nice. Ava Bruner. She'll be back. All right, we'll wait for her then. Lydia! Lydia. What's your middle name? May? Is it M-A-Y or M-A-E? Ooh, awesome. Zach. Zach Biltz. Ava Bruner, come on down. You love cats? I kind of figured that. All right. Moose. Moose. Everybody spit on her as she comes. Llama speak. Oh, my son, Gabriel Edward Kackner. Which his initials are geek. <laughs> oh, and those aren't here? All right, and then, all right, so uh, my chaperones, uh, we want our chaperones to come down, which is myself, my wife, Chuck and Shelly, come on, Kurt and Sarah, Justin and Ashley, Chris and Lisa. And Krista and Ed, y'all come down. Please. Come on down. Right? All right, so the, the, other, the other elders can come up as well. We're going to pray for, for everyone here. Um, yeah, so just just think about like when, when we talked uh, just a few minutes ago about the sending out, the commissioning. Uh, we're, we're commissioning all of, of these folks that, that are up here. But you look at this. This is an awesome bunch. This is, this is awesome to see that we're able. Yeah. To, to see a group like this that's going out to do God's work. Um, and not only going out to do God's work, but also they're going to be taught and then, you know, the teachers are going to be uh, teaching them as well. So we are going to, I'm going to have you pray for us all. Uh, you can come up here if you want or stand down there. I know you're shy, but we'll, we'll get you out of your comfort zone. Um, hey, can you grab the microphone for him right there? He's loud, but... But yeah, I mean, the, the, the prayer is that God, um, his, his, 
a hand will be, be upon us to do his work. But while we're doing his work, that, that we uh, do remain safe, uh, that we enjoy the time, but that we are impacted uh, so that when we come back, we, we don't come back the same. I'm not saying we're going to, you know, mind warp your children um, unless you want us to. Uh, but um, no, but, but that, that we can come back different, that we have a story to tell but also that we can understand the, the, the importance of being a witness uh, for Christ. So, Dan, uh, you, you, it's, it's all your, your, you, you, uh, you take it from here. And then after he's done praying, we're going to sing, I'll Fly Away. I'll fly away. All right, this is what we're going to do. I want everybody that's out here to kind of stretch your hands out towards all these folks. All right? So, y'all want to stand? Yeah, let's all stand up. Let's make it fun. Le on your left leg. No, 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 no. No, you don't have to do that. So we just want you to stretch out your hands, kind of extend out to, to any of these folks out here uh, as we pray. Here we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you first and foremost for who you are. We thank you for everything that you're doing. And Father, we thank you for this opportunity to send all these folks that you've commissioned that you are sending to accomplish a purpose, that you've already seen the results, that you've already seen the impact. And Father, we thank you that you've equipped each and every person that is up here right now, Father, that you have prepared them, that you have made them ready, that you have charged them full. Father, now we pray that they can accomplish the purpose that you've sent them. Father, we thank you that the word lives big in each and every one of them. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are churning inside of them even now, that they would have your words to speak. Father, that you have created their own unique personalities to connect to people in a very particular way because you've prepared them for now. Oh, Father, we thank you that the, the objectives of this mission trip are done. But, Father, more importantly, we pray for everyone that they come in contact with, that they would be ready to receive your word, to receive your son. And, Father, we thank you that all this is done to bring you glory. We pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen and amen.